Sun by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We've got 10 games in the NHL. I'm Matt Moody. I'm joined by DJ Mitchell, as always, to talk to you about tonight's action. DJ, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Um, yep, we had the best of both worlds since Tuesday night. We had the uh, unbelievable high and low of Avi Bergstrand, who I basically guaranteed to have the first goal of the night for uh, Columbus against Detroit. And he scored about, what, a minute and 10 seconds in. Absolute snipe, perfect feed yeah. from Domi. I was going crazy. And they call it back. Now, as I mentioned, um, it was offsides. Like, let's get that clear. I do know it was offsides because <laughs> people are like, you realize it was offsides, right? I'm like, no, like, it is offsides. But by a toenail. And it's just so frustrating, especially for people that are betting, to miss on a, a good prop bet that, was, that hits by that slim of a slow down freeze frame margin. So that was frustrating. Yeah. We could, uh, we could do a full show about the offsides challenge and just how awful it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tuesday was actually, I, I think a pretty good, pretty good night just, uh, you know, in the fantasy and in the betting space, I actually sort of ran off a parlay that was featured around Barre Boulay scoring a goal. Um, I got like plus 450 on him scoring and he kept it up. So, you know, definitely shop around because that was not being offered in some books and it was on others. Um, so that was actually a you know pretty big hit for me. I got some no goals in there with it. Just like, you know, just hit everything, ran pure. Uh, didn't run so pure in the DFS streets. I actually finished in second for a qualifier into like the big 3K um, tournament on in the NHL right now. So that was like out of 80 people. I finished second by a hair. Uh, thanks Dougie Hamilton for not hitting either bonus, but I feel like if you were following us, you know, a lot of our stuff hit. So it, it definitely a good night on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. Um, so before we get started, Matt, you, you know what we have to talk about first as we do every show, but we, we have even more because boy, did Eagle McMahon get it done. I mean, That's right. This is slowly turning into the fantasy disc golf picks and pets show and Eagle McMahon leading after round one, uh, just hitting the 55. I, I mean, well, shooting, throwing uh, in the disc golf. I mean, are we just jamming it again? But I'll let you give your I mean, Yeah, I mean, look, like if you need Eagle McMahon in your life, head on over to prizepicks.com. Um, and use promo code MMN when you sign up. Let me know we sent you. So prize picks, you go there and you're immediately hit with all of the sports. Of course, we're a hockey show, so we talk about hockey. But you can take players from any from any of these sports and mix them together on your entries. Uh, all you do is you pick an over or an under on their fantasy score. So like DJ mentioned, over in the disc golf space, we saw Eagle McMahon, the, the world's most perfect name for a golfer. Um, you know, on the disc golf slate, DJ was like running to the counter to jam in his prize pick entries and oh boy, did it pay off. Um, but anyway, on the hockey streets, what we do, uh, we talk about the hockey players. So, uh, how they get their fantasy points are through goals. You get three points, assists, you get two points and then shots and blocks to get a half a point. Um, so stay tuned to our Mayo Media Network Twitter, just to see our thoughts on the Thursday action. Um, but definitely do check out the website. It's a great time. It's a great way to sort of be involved with the hockey and even mix it in with some of your favorite, you know, MLB, NBA, disc golf uh, action. Cricket. So that's right. They have they have cricket too. So I don't think DJ, you have anything else games. spicy for us, right? Um, you know, I 
I know you mentioned it before, but there's a video game called Val, which I'm sure is something. Um, what Valorant, is it? Valorant, yes, yes. Valorant. Valorant. You know, I'm looking at the names. Android. I mean, 74.5. That's an entire phone service. I, I just don't see a way that he can't get it. He, it's all I mean, of the Androids, right? I like, mean, when you say, like, when you say someone's botting, you know, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're cheating. And so maybe Android's just, uh, you know, the, the cheat it code seems here. seems too good not to take. Um, I just don't see how he doesn't get it done, knowing right. nothing about what this sport is. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he, DJ keeps running hot here on the, uh, you know, the uh, the niche sports, let's call it. Um, but let's get into the 10 games here on the NHL slate. So uh, we can lead things off with Dallas at Tampa. We've got Tampa at home, minus 165. Dallas plus 140 on the road. Uh, I got to say, Carolina, they're a very good team. Put a hurting on Dallas um, on Tuesday night. Tampa, also a very good team. Put a hurting on Chicago. I just, I think Tampa's the bet here at minus 165. Uh, the over-under of five and a half is awfully interesting. Um, Tampa did show like a lot of just general signs of life offensively that, you know, you look at their, their graphs over time and they've been trending down a good bit. Um, they, they did start to rebound against Chicago, of course. And I think they continue that into this game with Dallas. So what are your thoughts here on this matchup? Are there any news and notes we should be aware of? Yeah. I mean, uh, I like Tampa uh, as like a strictly like by the numbers pick, but we're talking about a Tampa team that just clinched a playoff spot. Dallas really is playing for their life at this point. Um, them and Nashville are really the only race to keep an eye on for who's going to get that last playoff spot in any of the divisions. So part of me just doesn't like to take these bets here. They just feel like traps. I think the over is a lot better of a bet. Um, Tampa definitely showing more signs of life on offense. I think Dallas is going to continue to push pace, especially with Miro and Klingberg on the points. That's just kind of what they do. I'm really a fan of, of some of these lines with like Rupe Hints plus 235 to score. I mean, he really has been shooting a ton. Uh, if you can get his shot prop, I'd like it a heck of a lot. Um, I also like him on DraftKings. I think that that line, that Dallas one line, that's going to go over 20 minutes all correlated is going to be sub 5%. Do um, you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I think so, uh, for sure. And, and I, it's a good value. Uh, yeah, so, so sure. I will say that this Tampa schedule this weekend is awfully interesting too. Just we're looking at, you know, Thursday night, of course. But when we talk about Tampa, they play on Saturday at three o'clock first Detroit and then Sunday at three o'clock first Detroit. So they got a back to back coming up. This could very well be a uh, Carter, uh, a Curtis McElhaney game. Um, so I, I'm not necessarily sure that's what happens, but it does sort of seem awfully ambitious to ask Vasilevsky to play on Saturday as well. Um, so, you know, obviously we're, we won't do the show on Saturday, but if he goes on Thursday night, I would bet it's McElhaney and Nett on Saturday afternoon. So in any case, just stay tuned because that's a very big difference. And if it's not Vasilevsky and Nett, that's even all, all the more the reason to jam in the over on this game, which I, I agree. I think it's a great bet. Yeah, I, I just I think there's a, a good amount of value in these Dallas guys. I mean, they're going to see a ton of run. Um, and you know, Pavelski's plus 210, hints 235. Like, I just think hints is a much better option there to score. I just think the shot prop, you can get a hint shot prop over two and a half. Like, he yeah, is I mean, pretty consistently hitting that. And I think it's going to continue. As far as the Tampa side is concerned, 
it's going to be real hard to find an Alex Barry Boulay shot prop. But like you said, shop that goal prop because he's getting all the minutes, 12 shots on mm-hmm. goal in his past two games, super good value still on DraftKings. Oh, yeah. uh, it's not going to get overlooked anymore. I'm not sure what his ownership ended up hitting on Tuesday in the main contest. I'm not sure if you, it's like, you know it. I actually didn't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was up in the 40, 35-ish range, which mm-hmm. was you know um, definitely fair. Um, but honestly, he's such a good value that that's – uh, easily defensible, I think, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, playing him at that high ownership. Um, but yeah, he's probably the, the class value here. Um, there's really not much else to speak of, you know, keep an eye on Ruben Hintz, but we were without David Savard. I, doesn't really, that doesn't really matter to me all that much. Um, but if you're interested in DFS and some guys like Eric Chernak or something, you might be able to find them, you know, a little bit of value without a guy like David Savard. Of course, if he doesn't suit up again, where we're not actually entirely sure what his uh, deal is, it might've just been a rest thing, honestly. Uh, but that's really all we have at this moment. So stay tuned, but uh, we can move on from there into Buffalo at Boston. Boston minus 360, giant home favorites, uh, over under a five and a half. I do feel like this over under is a little bit of a stay away. Though DJ and I, we were talking on the Morning Skate pod about like goalies on this slate and sort of DFS wise, this game should have a ton of shots. Um, You know, I don't know if they go in the net per se, but the Sabres have been one of the most, you know, up-tempo teams. Um, And this really sort of suits us well for our shot props. So, uh, you know, how, how are you looking at this game? What are you looking to do here? Yeah. So in the, you know, last time out for the Sabres, there was, I'm trying to do the math in my head, uh, 70, I think 70, no, not just under 70 shots on goal in the game. I think it was like 68 was the total against the Rangers on Tuesday night. Um, they're really, really pushing pace. So a lot of shot prop value in this game in general for both sides. Boston's going to suppress that a bit um, comparatively to the Rangers, but I still think that there's a lot of uh, upside for a goalie to get um, Nuko Bekalukadin, who's going to start for the Sabres, to get the 35 save bonus. If you don't play Boston in DFS, I think Uko Bekalukadin is, is a really good value goalie to take because, you know, that's basically assuming that Boston one doesn't go crazy. Then Uko Bekalukadin, you know, 42 save, uh, two goal, three goal against. I mean, even when he gave up four last time to Boston, he still crushed in DFS. So, even when he lost to the Rangers, he still crushed in DFS. So um, it, it's just, it's you know definitely an interesting way of going about it. But, you know, a guy like David Pasternak, I'm really high on his shot prop. Um, even with the reduced minutes, he's shooting like a madman. And, you know, Boston still just trying to cement that last playoff spot, which looks real strong right now. Um, but, you know, they get the win here against Buffalo. They take care of business. You know, it's a guy like David Pasternak, who has, I think, a point per game against the Sabres that I think could get it done. His to score odds are terrible. I probably would just rather do the shot prop. Um, it's probably be three and a half. I think that's where you'll find it. Yeah, the the hard the hard part here about Pasternak is that Brad Marchand's been scoring the goals lately, and you know uh, it's it's just been a really strange situation for that top line. Um, so I'm not really sure I'm looking to lay these odds on any one of them, um, but I am I think really interested in their shot props. So, so that's sort of where that I'm focus. Red Marchand's 21.9 shooting percentage is going to continue. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I, I mean, geez, <laughs> have you seen most of his goals? He gets these, you know, uh, like he almost has like the NHL 21 like backhand cheese down pat. Like he's you know he, he's really good down low. He's in tight. He's just sort of going forehand backhand 
roofing it. Like, okay, like, all right. Um, I mean, they're such a good passing team that like, yeah, I, he's going to be selective. And right now the, the shots are finding him and the lanes are finding him. So, um, you know, I don't think that's necessarily crazy, but I do think his, you know, his odds are a bit short at plus one sixteen right now. Um, one interesting one is Sam Reinhardt at plus 300. I mean, come on, like it's Jack Stadnicka plus 295. Like, I mean, Andre Kasha, <laughs> the corpse of Andre Kasha. Right. Like, you know, we're not even expecting him to play, but like Matt Grizzly is plus 350. And look, at the beginning of this year, a few weeks ago, even, we were like, look, Matt Grizzly is shooting a lot. He's a really, really good player. He stopped shooting. I don't think he has a shot since uh, since Vietnam at this point. So, like, it's it's real tough scenes when Sam Reinhardt's priced that high. Um, I'm not sure I'm doing that, but if you're looking for a goal prop, I think that's the best value you're going to find. I mean, he is yeah. piping hot right now. He's shooting a ton. They're setting him up. He's finding his spots. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a good bet. Um, anything else? So, I think we're both uh, good on probably just fading the money line. I, I, you know, I think yeah. the Sabres are a, a fun bet, but I'm not going to do it myself. Um, over under, where, where do you, you just, you, I think you're, you're thinking stay away. I slightly lean the over, like I said, the Sabres pushing the pace as much with a rookie goalie in net at Boston. Like I can see Boston putting up three or four and the Sabres just finding a way. They seem to just keep finding offense. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with the over here with the pace that I think will exist. So if you're good with that, we can move on to the, one of two six six and a half over runners in Philly and New Jersey. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we can start over there. Uh, the Flyers were my, um, one of my favorite bets, and that uh, that did not go well. Um, it started bad, ended real bad. Like I mean, there was some good in the middle, um, but let me tell you, I don't think I'll do that again. Um, the Flyers just do not look very good. I, I, I regret to inform you all that I am out on the Flyers. So uh, mm. big congratulations to uh, Brian Elliott for what was likely to be, uh, I don't know if he has a shutout this year, but let's just call it his first shutout of the year. He, he, no, he had shutouts because the Sabres, like he had like two. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was the Sabres crimp tonight and everyone's like, oh man, the Sabres just didn't play Brian Elliott, but it'd be fine. And <laughs> then we learned that wasn't the case. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, that game actually hit 10 goals. Um, it was actually, I mean, it was relatively low pace too. So like one of those things where it was truly just horrific goaltending that did both teams in also some really poor defensive play net front and all that, but it wasn't like this game was you know really back and forth. Um, for that reason, I don't think this is an auto over, um, but also I'm seeing a lot of still negative metrics, you know, expected goals wise. So I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, I think if you had to pick a side, I, I could do the flyers again. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm pretty scarred. So let's dig into some player props unless you had something. No, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Like that is, that is pretty much it chief. Like this game is probably like the most confusing and, and least, um, you know, relevant game of like one of the more, at least relevant, game, irrelevant games of the night, the only back-to-back from Tuesday as well. But um it had 10 goals. So I'm sitting here thinking like, man, like 10 goals, six and a half over under, like I really want to get pieces, but I don't know exactly where they're going to come from. I think the easiest way is to build around Jack Hughes. If you're taking New Jersey and DFS and to build around Katerier and Giroux and Voracek, if you're building around Philadelphia, um, that would have boded well. Katerier and Giroux both had goals. They both correlate on the power play with Provorov. If you get cute and do the Konechny, Farabee, um, Sanheim, you know, Sanheim, I think, is one of the 
better DFS values and defense. I would say second best DFS value and defense. And we'll get to that first one later. Um, if you're looking at props, it, it's really hard to find a great, great one. I don't know if there's one that I think is infinitely better than the others. The, the point props are going to be kind of priced out of what I feel super comfortable on betting. Um, as far as guys that are shooting a ton, Giroux has come on as a huge rate shooter in the past few games out that could run dry any day now. Katerie has definitely had it over the year. He's kind of been dishing it to Giroux. So I guess Giroux is like, you're, you know, if you want to just say like, this is what's happening right now, this is how they're playing. I could see Giroux, but I'd rather just take, um, go back to the well on Hughes who finally broke his uh, shot prop. He missed, at least he broke his streak of like 12. Um, <laughs> there's no reason behind yeah. it. Like he'll get back. It's, it's a good, the pace is a little bit slower, but he should definitely get over two and a half and, that's basically the way I'm looking at this game right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the real interesting thing about Claude Giroux is that for a shot prop, you know, you're looking for guys who shoot the puck, of course, but you can't shoot the puck without the puck on your stick. And Claude Giroux is one of those guys, you know, throughout his entire career who has been the guy who will sit there and hold the puck for you know, a good amount of time. So to see him now uh, in his last four games, he's averaging seven shot attempts per game. And, you know, he's obviously putting up a ton of shots on the net as well. Um, it's just, I think when you find the two and a half on him, that's a really good overbet, um, because you're looking for tendencies and, you know, of course these tendencies are pretty sticky over the long term, but I think there's also something to this, these short-term spurts, especially for guys who aren't sort of, um, you know, like I was saying, being more set up, like, you know, you got to wait for those opportunities. Drew creates his own opportunities and sure they might not be high danger, uh, high danger chances, but I do think that that's a really good, you know, a really good thing to ride. And I also like the Jack Hughes, you know, like you said, he's just been so consistent for us. Um, so I think you can go right back to that one and not feel too bad about it. Anything else here? Yeah. I mean, the one to score prop, like we mentioned, right here at 300 for check at plus 310. I mean, not the best rate shooter in the world, but first power play, first line, he saw 20 minutes of ice time. He's playing against New Jersey, the Devils, um, the team that can't do much right. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, six shots on goal in the past two games, 20 minutes of ice time in both pretty much like gets mm-hmm. three assists. And this year the goal scoring hasn't come in, in bunches for him. He has nine goals, but this could be one that, you know, I don't think he's that much less likely to score than like a Katerier or a um, Drew, like any of those three could dish one off to any of the other three and score. So with all of that being said, I'm ready to move on now to the Islanders at the Rangers. Okay. Yeah. And here, you know, we have two teams definitely moving in opposite directions. Um, The Islanders took a real tough loss to the Caps. It was only one nothing, um, but it did feel like the Islanders were climbing a mountain just to sort of generate uh, many chances at all. Um, I want to say the shots were really lopsided in that one as well. So, um, you know, I, I still think that the Rangers are slightly undervalued. Now, of course, because it's no longer Rangers at Islanders, you're not getting them at slight underdogs. You're actually getting them as slight favorites. Um, but that's the power of home ice advantage, I suppose. And, you know, what I think I really like here is not necessarily the, the Rangers money line, but I actually like the over um, because I do think that the Islanders can generate some chances here against this Rangers squad. Um, you know, we saw the Sabres, who, of course, you know, we know they're trending up lately but we saw them put up 40 shots against Shesterkin. Um, So I, I think that this is sort of where I'm looking more toward the over, but if I had to pick a side, I'm probably going Rangers. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I think that's, that's very fair. Um, you know, the Rangers probably, if you like, 
if you told someone like, Hey, you know, there's a team in the NHL that has a plus, I think it's plus 31 or 32 goals, um, you know, for versus against, yeah. and they're out of the playoffs and you'd be like, Oh man, like who in the, the Rangers, like they've actually been pretty good over the course of the year in general. Um, you know, I think every team could, could blame COVID and a ton of other things on why they're not in the playoffs. But I, I think the Rangers might have the best case of like the, maybe they are the best team that's just not going to make the playoffs. And the Islanders, as we mentioned, are trending down a bit. Um, I think it's, it's a fair bet. I would rather just take the over, as you mentioned here. It's It seems pretty fair, especially if we find out it's like Georgia Evernet or something, which I think is somewhat likely to circus played a bunch in a row here. Um, I, you know, other than that, though, I, you know, I think the the biggest note or news or importance of this game is, is over in the DFS community where we're going to get probably, I mean, there could be changes, but we're going to be getting Ryan Pulock at 3,900. We've talked about how much we like Ryan Pulock. We've mentioned, you know, everything about him, how good he is, how much he shoots, how hard he shoots, all the stuff he can do. He is, you know, not had the points lately. I think he's uh, seven games now without a point. It's a good matchup, though. He played, I would say, power play one last game. Um, it was with Barzil. So I, you know, I'm going to say it's power play one last game with Dobson getting scratched. You know, that holds true. We see Dobson's mm-hmm. not going to play. You know, we're, you're getting extremely cheap Islanders um, against the Rangers, you know, in a game that I like the over. So there's definitely something to that. What are your yeah. thoughts, though? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's exactly where I'm looking player-wise. Um, DFS, like Pollock, it's just the thing where, you know, we were somewhat worried about Dobson stealing that prime power play job from him. And, you know, after taking that tough loss, Coburn and Andy Green, one of them probably takes a seat and, you know, he draws back in. Um, but, you know, it's still a really cheap price for a guy who gets some block shots and shots on goal and still has that power play upside. You know, it's not been the best of times for the Islanders power play. Um, but I do think that there's still some, I think that's a great value at 39 for Ryan Pollock. Uh, other player props that I think you should keep in mind. I'm kind of digging this Abinijad goal prop. I know it's plus 128 and that's pretty, pretty low, um, but he's really being fed like you know, Panarin's trying to find him for that awesome little tip play they do. Um, I've noticed it the last few games now. Maybe the Islanders, you know, scheme to stop it. But man, if Zimvinajat puts it in the right spot, it's almost unstoppable. So um, I think that he offers some good value. He's been shooting a ton lately as well. So we could always find a five on five goal. Um, and again, I like the Rangers here. So I think Zimvinajat, you know, his goal prop, his shot prop is where I'm looking. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, yeah, that's fair. We can Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Washington Capitals, Ovi Crosby next on TNT in the future. Whoa. Change it up a little bit there. Am I right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, we already talked about it, but if anyone missed the, uh, TNT, their sort of like announcement of it featuring Andrew Ferentz, um, you know, we're off yeah. to a great start here. Um, yeah, they're like, who's the captain? Of, oh, there's the captain of the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> the Andrew NHL does a great job marketing their stars. I will say that much. Because I guarantee you, if you ask someone from NBC to, you know, post a promo of LeBron, uh, you know, they're they're not posting, I don't know, Kyle Kuzma or whatever. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah. Comparison. yeah, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous. But, you know, I don't think that's necessarily on TNT. Um, so I'm willing to give them a pass and let them actually try out their new fun, whatever ideas. Oh, yeah, we get Pittsburgh at Washington. Of course, the status of Ovechkin is the biggest question here. I lean toward him being out. I, I think that that's sort of where right. we're leaning. Um, they've talked like he's optimistic to be back in time for the playoffs, but I don't think that means like, you know, this week or anything. However, on the Pittsburgh side, it does look like we're getting Evgeny Malkin back. Um, so if that does happen, it's not confirmed. So make sure you're checking morning skate. Um, but he will take over the, the power play job that uh, Jared McCann currently occupies so there is a little bit of, you know, news watching there because you got to know sort of who the guys are for Pittsburgh. Um, unfortunately, Malkin coming back doesn't make him like a smash DFS value or anything at 5,300. I think you could go there, but we, we know he was, you know, not having the best of seasons. Um, so if you want to buy his late resurgence before he got hurt, you can. But again, he's coming off of injury. I think this Washington team is playing some really strong hockey defensively. Um, yeah, you know, so I, I'm pretty much staying away from that. Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts on the sides of this game? It's another basic pick em. Uh Washington's slight favorites at home, minus 115. Um, and also in the past, we almost always saw this game as a six and a half. So seeing it, you know, posted at a five and a half, maybe even a six um, by the time you look, you're, yeah, you're looking. Um, I, what are you thinking, though, in terms of the over-under? Yeah, I, I definitely lean towards over here uh, slightly i'm not really like super duper strong on it but i think it's probably your better bet um overall i I just think that both these teams have enough goal scoring upside and enough you know i don't think the goaltending is terrible here but i'm not i'm not sold on i mean i i think it'll be samsonov uh he's had you know it's amazing to see a 13-3 goalie with a 903 save percentage but he's actually been really good as of late so uh, it's probably fine Uh, you know, this game isn't, there's just not a lot of excitement here for me overall. I don't think there's any bet that I'm really, really in on. I'm, you know, the Capitals just look like a different team without Ovechkin. And it's a team I don't really want to watch. And it's a team I don't really think has a ton of uh, want or drive to play, you know, uh, you know catch up or like, I'm trying to think of the right word, like a boat race, if you will, <laughs> with the opposing team yeah. because they don't have that goal score anymore. So, I feel like it's like, I don't really want to bet much on this game. It might be a game that when I'm making my parlay, I'm just not going to touch it because I don't trust what's going to happen. Um, I don't trust anyone on Pittsburgh one to get the shot prop for me anymore. They seem to know who I picked to to put in there. And they say, well, that guy's not shooting because we talked about Crosby being like, oh, this is probably the safest guy. Well, he must have a straight donut. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's been a while since we've seen a matchup between these two squads. You know, they they paired up a bunch early on, and then they'll get a few to close here. Um, I just I just took a look back in the games they've played so far this year. Uh, there's been seven goals, a shootout loss uh, on the Capitals side, an overtime loss on the Capitals side, five to four the next game, and then going through this is still very early in the year. Six to three Penguins win, three to one Caps win. So, you know, we're talking games that tend to fly over. Oh, there's two more, uh, three to two OT loss for the Caps and then five to two win for the Caps. So we're, what is that? Four out of six, I read, hit the over, yeah. hit at least six goals. Um, kind of feel like that's, you know, a pretty good reason to jump on the over here. The other reason, you know, you're talking, oh, the, the Caps look like they're blah, blah, blah. Well, guess who they've played the last three games? The Islanders. And what do the Islanders do? 
they put cinder blocks on their skates and they just sit and they try to just do as little as possible, try to get that overtime point, try to get that one nothing win and get on home. I don't think that's this Capitals team, um, but I do think they're a strong squad. So I do shade the over and I do like the Capitals uh, money line here. You know, we'll just mention obligatory Daniel Sprong uh, scored yet again. I think his odds, you know, his odds are you know, really tightening up now, plus 240 to score. That's just, that's not going to cut it for me. Um, but if you're talking DFS, he's 2,700. There's a lot of good values, but of course he's, you know, he's one of my boys. So I think I'll have some shares of him on Thursday. Yeah. If anything, the cap side, I probably just, I, I don't even know. Honestly, I'm, I just think this game is going to be more of a stay away than anything else. Just, just in general for me. And we can get over to Detroit at Carolina if you're ready. I'm ready. So as I've said, I think every single podcast we've ever done, I will not take Detroit. Um, I don't care. I will not take them in the air. I will not take them anywhere. So I'm not touching the money line here because even though I think Carolina is going to win this game, because as I mentioned, I think most podcasts, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa are all playing to not play each other. And that's, I think, a big enough motivation for them to keep really putting up the top lines, getting it going. So I'm more interested in prop bets. Um, Detroit gives up a ton of shots against, as we keep mentioning. Svestikov is a guy that I just take a shot prop almost every single night, and I'm sure that's positive on the year. I might even get crazy, do a little Svestikov first goal, just just get, just get wild. Big first goal guy now. Um that's just the easy take here. It's not super hard. He's with Alho and Teravinen. Those guys, Teravinen being back, by the way, um, they they are great together. They're awesome. They're fun. They're good. Um, the lines did get jumbled a bit. Trocek played with Nechas, and I, I didn't care. Someone that doesn't matter. Um, Nino Niederreiter played with Stahl and some other guy that doesn't really matter. Um, so what are you doing there with Carolina in general? By the way, it was it was Fogel with Stalinino and uh, Paquette with Trocek and Nate Joss, which just put again like we talk about cinder blocks, like boy Trocek with <laughs> a donut, yeah, yeah, Seti packets. Um, yeah, I mean this is very clearly to me a Svechnikov Aho night. Um, I, you know, you you could argue that people might chase their performance against Dallas. You know, they're they're growing into a pretty easy matchup with Detroit. Um, but I just think there's too many spots to really have that concern, especially when you think like Matthews, McDavid uh, are playing on this slate. So I'm, you know, if I'm talking the, the betting side of this game, I honestly feel like you could lay the, the minus 360 on Carolina. Like they are still playing for that top seed. Um, they look really, really good. And again, they have terrifying it back in the fold. So like, I think that he's, you know, just another step up for them. Um, so I don't know, like it's, it's tough, but this certainly isn't one where I'm thinking, Oh, Detroit could be frisky. Like I kind of think Detroit's dead. <laughs> um, I don't really? take any, I don't take any, you know, any solace out of them shutting out the blue jackets until the, you know, the shootout, that was just the worst game ever played. I think, uh, Guinness <laughs> actually showed up and gave them the trophy and everything. It was, it was really cool. Um, you know, Tortorella took a piss on it, that, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, like just this Detroit side is not the one that I really care much about, <laughs> frankly. And so this just means I'm keeping it simple. I'm finding a shot prop for Svechnikov. I'm smashing it. I think your first goal, I can dig that, you know, Svechnikov. Um, yeah, like I, I do like that. So 
um, if you want to get a little crazier with things. But just in general, all things fetch to cov, and then just stack the first line and doggy, and don't really get cute otherwise. So right. we we, we got to just without looking, how many players are more likely to score? Says DraftKings Sportsbook on Carolina than the first guy for Detroit. I'm gonna go with eleven. It's ten. Ten. Including Brock oh, McGinn, Stephen Lorenz, Jesper Fast. I mean, whenever you can jam players. in fourth liners, you got to do it. Um, then we get Jacob Rana. Then of we course. get Dougie, Vogel, Geeky. Geeky actually looked like I watched some of that game um, because I like Carolina. And um, he looked pretty cool. I'm not going to probably take it, but maybe, you know, I don't know. Martinuk. I honestly don't know what team Drew Shore is on. He could be on either team. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, I, gu- I guess he's on Carolina. So again, we still haven't gotten to this. Then Zadina. So I'll stop there. Just saying like, man, his DraftKings not respecting anyone on Detroit, which is, which is fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, Adam yeah. Ernie mm-hmm. ad- added to COVID protocol. So that opens up a power play role for someone that's got to be just terrible. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, they, they had Joey Valeno show up. Um, yep. You know, he played his NHL debut. Even as yeah, a prospects guy, even as a prospects guy, I don't really think he's that exciting for you. So, like, I, I don't think there's much here for you if you – Okay, you know, so you, now you we're going to play my last game. It's called, if you click on utility and Detroit, who is the most expensive player and what's his price? Jacob Rana, 4,200, next question. 44. 44. Now, 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 now – is there any other player that's going to play over 4K? No, there's not. The answer is no. There yeah. is not. Oh, oh my so, God. They're so bad. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the problem is, is I feel like there's so much value here that I want to say to play something, but I just, I can't. Like, there's nothing here. Um, right. That being said, I'm not playing the goalie for Carolina because they're just not going to see, like, they're going to see like 18 shots and they're going to give up one goal and get the win. And they're just not going to be a good DFS goalie, I think. Like they're wicked expensive and it's just, it's just not that good. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts here? Like, is that fair? Sure. I guess Ryan like probably going to be a net, but he could he's get a shutout. Like he, could get, he has to get a shutout. Like you're literally like, does he have shutout. to, I don't know. I don't know. Carolina, they, they can give up shots. I don't know. Let's, let's just move on. I don't know how many people are actually, uh, learning anything from this debate on how terrible is Detroit. Like, you know, we're all losers here. This is fun. Um, though. Like I'm having fun with this. I mean, you it's also are wearing a, you know, you're wearing Cleveland Browns gear. So I definitely get wanting to talk about this iteration of the Detroit Red Wings. So it reminds me of home. Yeah. All right. So it feels like uh, home to me. We do I was have to say is Valeno have a, have a goal property. Doesn't that hurts. I was going to say, just smash it. Okay. Who, would it, who the hell would do that? Just anyway, me right now. For just fun. you. Okay. Yes. Okay. We have we Vancouver at Toronto up next. It's actually a seven thirty start. So a bit of an Island game. Um, Big shout out to whoever scheduled that game because, oh my God, it is the most tilting thing in the world to have all the games going at seven. And then to just have that like 15 minutes from, you know, whatever, 7.50 to 8.05 when there's just nothing else going on. And you're just sitting there like, you know, do I have to go talk to people? Like, do I go on Twitter and yell at someone for a bit? Like, no, you get to just turn on Austin Matthews, absolutely torching this decrepit Canucks team that is coming off of a six to three loss to the LOL senators on Wednesday. So we're getting Toronto minus two sixty on the money line. 
Um, over under swinging between five and a half and a six. I bet it settles closer to six. Could even get up to six and a half. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think a lot of this comes down to who Toronto rolls with in that. It sounds like Freddie is nowhere near returning, which means with Jack Campbell going on Wednesday night, it's either run back Jack or, you know, a Hutchinson or um, Riddich. Riddich. Yeah. So, like, this is, I think, a real. Mm-hmm tough spot to sort of bet the money line on Toronto. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, last time out for Riddich against Vancouver, he gave up a, a, a beautiful five goals um, in the six to three loss. He has not looked good in Toronto. Um, part of that could be Toronto's defense. Isn't maybe the, the best world beating defense in the world. And they do play an up-tempo game, which will produce a lot of shots. So for all these reasons involved, I'd like the over here. If you can get it at five and a half, absolutely smash it. If you get it at six, I still think it's good. Um, yeah. And then there's a lot of pieces to build around. Obviously, in DraftKings, Toronto's expensive. Um, there's a little bit of value over on the Vancouver side that I think could be exploited, but I'm not too high on them. I, I think they're pretty much dust at this point. You could you could find a couple guys in there, but I'm not going to be jamming Vancouver for any reason on a back-to-back for them as well. So more or less, I'm going to be looking at pieces – of you know Matthews as, as much as I can get him. I know uh, Nylander's been red hot. He's just good in general. That power play is really good. So what you have anything you want to add to this conversation? Give me some thoughts here, just so we can uh, give them. Yeah, I mean, they need. I think my thoughts are mostly on the Toronto side. I don't really have much on Vancouver. Um, so I will say that yes, of course, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are outstanding plays. But I'm kind of looking at an idea of my most expensive winger on DraftKings being William Nylander, just pairing him up with Matthews and say, you know, Barkov or whatever at center, Um, just because I I think Nylander has the track record now for weeks of being one of the best wingers in all of fantasy and especially daily fantasy when, you know, you don't need to worry about hits and whatever else. So, um, you know, that role on the top power play for Willie Nylander is just dynamite. So in the course of the season, he's got 35 points in 43 games. Over the last 10, he's got 11 points in those 10 games. And he's getting pretty unlucky, too. He's got two goals on 31 shots. I mean, that's 6.5% shooting. He's at 12.5% on the year. So, like, you expect some pucks to go in at some point. Uh, he, you know, he scored a goal against Montreal, which, you know, helps that. Um, but I think he keeps it going. He's been putting a, pun- a ton of pucks on net. Um, so Willie Nylander, I think, is going to be one of like my flag plant favorite plays of the day. Um, and for, you know, I'm all in on this Toronto squad. I think that Vancouver is just awful. Um, the, the fact that Toronto lost to them twice in a row was nothing else besides a hot goalie. Um, so I'm just not concerned. Uh, but any anything else here that you wanted to mention? I mean, I think Hellebuck's good looking goalie too. I don't know if I call him hot, but you know, whatever. Um, but had to uh, Austin Matthews has been shooting uh, at the extreme rates that were used. Are you mad at me? You look mad. I'm okay. I just, okay. Um, you know what that did? It made me think about the, the, the McCann Zucker Carter thing. And I, I, it made me want to leave the show even more. That's, so it wasn't that's necessary. my concern about yeah. Malkin coming back is it could break up the I want can McCandy line. And that's just, I can't have that. So anyways, so um, yeah, Austin Matthews though. I mean, in his past four games has like, I mean, freaking like 
30 shots on net. The guy is just ripping pucks left and right. Yep. I, depending on what you get on that line, like if it's three and a half, like it's it, easy money. If it's four and a half, which it might be, you know, if you could get that at plus odds, I, I think it's fair in this matchup because Vancouver gives up so much to, against it, it's insane. Um, and I, I'm in on it. You know, Austin Matthews, I believe is still mm-hmm. leading the rocket Richard, right? Am I, by a mile, yes. By a mile, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven goals. Well, did the Big David score tonight? No, nope, we didn't. You did not. No. So yeah, seven goals on that. So yeah, just he wants to cement that. So I, yeah, I think he'll keep shooting. Um, yeah. His goal, actually, by the way, was insane. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it like, was. It was, looked like there was no way he could possibly get the puck and make what he did happen, and he just made it happen. It was. It was like a Jedi lightsaber trick or something. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I do have one more thing on the Toronto side. Uh, Rasmus Sandin actually did wind up playing 18 minutes in this one. So, yeah, of course, it's Montreal, and they were up – I think they are up three goals basically throughout. Um, but, the, you know, that that's a game where they were leading, where Sandin's playing 18 minutes. He's getting second power play time. He even got a little bit of run with the top unit when Riley came off, and the rest of the guys all stayed on for a shift. And so you're talking a minimum-priced guy on DK – um, look, he's not a huge floor guy or anything like that, but I do think that that's, you know, awfully interesting. So just one note there, if you're onslaughting Toronto, I think the Sandine is a great piece and he's just going to be a, you know, a real good player for them. So, um, let's, let's move on. We've got three games left. St. Louis at Minnesota. Um, you know, this, this game, Minnesota minus 135. I like, look, Minnesota has not outshot a team in 22 games now. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're really playing with fire. And at this point, I don't know how I can trust them. Like it's not, it's mostly the shot attempts. Like the expected goals are still okay. Um, but they're getting killed shot attempts wise. And let me tell you, when you've got a red hot, Mike Hoffman in your building, you don't want to be giving up shot attempts from anywhere. So um, I'm sort of digging the St. Louis plus 115 yeah. money line, which, you know, a month ago, I'd have been like, you're freaking crazy, man. Um, but it's just been so long now since Minnesota has shown anywhere close to the level of like dominance that they had uh, going on. Despite their strong record, they've still put up wins, but it's been through Cam Talbot and a strong power play, not necessarily this like five on five dominance that we saw yeah. for so long under Bruce Boudreaux and you know, even this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the the under and the blue side here. Um, it's a back to back, so for all those reasons involved. But like you mentioned, I, I mean, it really is like are we going to see Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala carry the Minnesota wilds um, or not? And yeah. I think that there's enough reasons to consider the blues as like a, a decent team and they've looked really good as of late. I believe I'm trying to get it out. They've won like, uh, I think it was seven of their last 10 or something. They've won a lot lately. Yeah. I mean, they, they look, they looked fine versus Colorado, which is better than most teams, including Minnesota can say. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I just think I'm, I'm sort of in on them not being terrible. Um, so yeah, I think I think St. Louis could get it done here. There's not a lot of props I'm very high on. I mean, Kokoprizov, if you get two and a half shots over, um, I mean he's been shooting a lot, so why not? Um, Hoffman is plus two sixty to score. He's hot right now. He has a really good shot. That's that's fair enough. Um, he's his role, you know, it's eh, not the best. You know, the time on ice isn't good. So I could see why you might say, hey, I'm not going to do it, but um, it's fair. He's a all you need, he's all a you need is that power play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so. all about the power play with him. So uh, also noteworthy at the end of the Wednesday game, he was playing with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. Now that doesn't necessarily help his time on ice, 
But, oh boy, does that scream offensive upside um, in limited minutes. So when you consider that Hoffman's also on the top power play, like that seems, you know, I, I think I can easily, easily see myself playing Mike Hoffman here, um, you know, and playing his plus 260 to score. Who was the power I, play defenseman? Troy Krug. Paul? No, of course it was. I forgot about him. Because I just saw that Falk had like a monster game, like 30 uh, minutes and yeah. five shots. So I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just sort of finding myself in on the St. Louis side. Um, so I don't know. That's sort of my lean though. So let's, um, let's cap it off. I think you said you shade the under yep. kind of shade the over, but I'm probably staying away from the total uh, myself. Two more games. We have Florida at Chicago, uh, Florida, just, I mean, nuked, uh, Nashville, poor UC Soros tried his absolute damnedest, but it just was not good enough. How many shots? Wait, I, I got to actually look. It seemed like every single player on Florida had like seven shots on net. They had you know 20 in both the first and the second period. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what they had in the third though. Let's see. Look. 55. They had 55 total shots there. Like just, I mean, that's madness. Um, But I mean, the even crazier part is we're still getting Sam Bennett way cheap. Um, Like, man, like I I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like this team just did not seem so freaking dynamic. And all of a sudden Sam Bennett's in there and they're just going insane. Um, Sam Bennett's, you know, this, you know, top power play, like just monster, like they don't even need Patrick Hornquist, which is, you know, insane when you think that at the beginning of the year, just how much of the offense Hornquist himself was, you know, generating. So um, I'm still very much in on this Florida side. Uh, minus 160, even on the road, just seems really, really weak. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm feeling pretty good about even the puck line there. Um, but what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I, I think Chicago's pretty done. Um, they're, they're not making the playoffs. They're, they haven't been very good. Uh, I think, you know, they, they put up a couple goals against Tampa last time out on Tuesday, you know, hit they the did. over. So, and, and you know, it, we got six and a half over under here. I, I, I'm just not going to touch it. I think that it's, you know, I, I kind of like the over, but I'm just not that interested there. I'd rather just grab the Florida side. I know you're going to get better odds on the over under, but it doesn't matter to me. Like Florida is a really good chance here to get the W. Um, but more so than that, in, in DFS, I mean, we're talking about some real good value. Uh, Barkov actually went out with Duclair in the last game at five on five and on the first power play. So some value in Duclair at 4,500. He kind of takes the Carter Verhage role. Um, Barkov, 8K. Obviously, his shot prop is always in play. Then we get Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberdeau, and Owen Tippett, who absolutely broke the slate together i don't see any reason why you wouldn't play it oh and tippet had like eight shots on goal goal and assist uh bark off yeah, had like four that was shots actually goal. yeah that was supposed to be uh what's his face um it wasn't dennis senko but it was the other guy the the other rookie i think it was, I think. I think it was supposed to be dennis senko because was it okay senko didn't senko ended up playing with um oh was it um hep Hippo Niemi. Yeah, it was one of the two. And then Tippett's like, nah, guys, this is my job. Doesn't even doesn't even need power play time to do that. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Barkov had Um, five points. Not Barkov, I mean Hubert had five points, six shots on goal. So just the mental math, a lot of shots. And then Sam Bennett. How many shots? Just three. Only three, three assists. But so that that means they combined for eight, six, and three. Mental math math. (laughs) 
17. 17. Thank you. Um, good job, DJ. That's pretty good for one line. I probably could have done it, but I was like looking at the numbers. I wanted you to be my calculator. You didn't I mean, so. usually looking at the numbers is easier, but we'll let that one slide. All right. Um, yeah, we're all getting loopy here. So <laughs> we've got one one game left. Yeah, let's, you have let's keep the last on one. the Chicago oh, side. Oh, I, I, sorry. I should. I, I have to mention this. Adam Bogfist broken wrist done for the year. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just just pouring one out. I. You know, what a, what a year. I think he comes back next year, you know, takes another leap um, into absolute stardom. He, he had really, really, really strong numbers. Um, you know, the people last year who were going, this Adam Bogfist can't play defense. They're, they're not saying that anymore. So, you know, sucks to see a season end early, but, um, you know, still very excited about one of my favorite you know prospects that I'm excited about in the NHL. So uh, let's move on from there. Last game of the night, Calgary at Edmonton. So Calgary sitting, waiting for Edmonton, uh, who is returning from Winnipeg victorious. Uh, they just won three to one on Wednesday night. Connor McDavid, of course, being Connor McDavid, had a hand in all three goals, um, assisting on all of them, you know, no goals. Um, you know, look, I, I don't know that this Calgary plus 125 is great value, but man, am I tempted to pull the trigger here. It's, it's, this feels sort of like the game where, you know, Edmonton basically just knocked off Winnipeg for their, uh, their two seed. I mean, it's going to take a real big effort for Winnipeg to overtake them. And it's also going to take a whole heck of a lot for anything to change as far as, um, you know, the seeding goes between the, 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 all four teams basically. So they're almost locked into a home, uh, home ice advantage against the Jets. This seems like a classic letdown spot if you're using these sort of terminology, um, Mike Smith in net for Edmonton, you know, some, he's some like 39. I feel like I did not know that until I looked at her day. He's old, not to be me. Yes, he is. He is. Um, so, you know, of course, Mike Smith has been good, but we're also he's been good though. Yeah. This, this revenge sort of, you know, uh, storyline. I don't know. I definitely see this, uh, being a bit of a, um, I see this being a bit of a mess, you know, myself, like this game, so let's, I mean, let's just call it, um, you know, Calgary upset. I'm fine with it. I, if that's what we want to do here. I mean, they are playing for their lives at this point. They need to win a, a big bushel of games to possibly get back in the playoff mix uh, with Montreal losing on Wednesday. Um, they they got to get the W here. Uh, why not? Let's say they do it. I, I like fun. This is fun. Um, the one kind of bigger note from Calgary is that Manji Apani took over on the first power play which took a role from, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthews and Chuck. That's right. Therefore, Manji Apani, I'm not sure at plus 270 if I'm feeling extra risky and taking that to score line, but it is important to note if you are kind of stacking Calgary, which I don't think is crazy. I mean, this game I think is going to hit the over at five and a half for sure. It might get closer to the six, six and a half range, but so try to bet that early. Um, he had Manji Apani 19 minutes out last time. He's a guy that, that that's seen the shot bonus hit before. He has 13 goals in the year. He's not a dud uh, of a player in DFS, and he's 3,500. So I think, you know, a pivot away from Barry Boulay, who's going to be real, real popular, as we already mentioned, could be a guy like Manji Apani in, in a better matchup, um, just not quite as, like, you know, consistently as of late a player. But, you know, yeah. who is he playing with five on five? Do you have that? Monahan and Gaudreau, baby. Yeah, right. So, I mean – Honestly, him and Barry Boulay, like who you take in here, like Barry Boulay as of late in form, but 
Majapani, it's not like an egregious take to say that he could be on the same playing field as taking Bariboulet. Yeah, I mean, I think the 1v1 conversation, I'm leaning Bariboulet, but as far as yeah. the stack goes, I mean, Monaghan sub 4K as well, which is just insane. So, um, you know, it, if you're bound, you know, it takes, you know, it takes a little bit of imagination, but I do think we could see, you know, a pretty big game from Calgary here um, trying to stay alive. All right. Um, I don't really have much on the Edmonton side. I mean, they did exactly what they they said they were going to do. They played McDavid a ton. McDavid did all the things. Basically, no one else did anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, we could see some changes, um, but we don't really know them right now. So let's just recap some of our favorite bets from these 10 games and, uh, you know, a couple of DFS stacks and get out of here. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, we have 10 games. So there's a lot kind of that we went over. So I, I, but I think, you know, favorite bets of the night, um, there's some huge favorites. There's some underdogs. There's some this, that, and the other thing. I think that my favorite bet. Oh God, this is tough. Honestly, there's. You're looking through all these games. What did What did I feel strongest on? Um, do you have one ready? I don't want to. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna go back to the Svechnikov. Well, uh, let's okay. just do a shot prop on Svechnikov. Um, but yeah, I. You know, he's, he's been a classic, but this is a great spot for him. And I think that Teravine just opens up a lot for that line in particular. Okay. Oh boy. I mean, I'm trying to do one of the, the, uh, I think, you know, the Florida minus 162 is, is real, real good. Um, I think that's probably like just your, you know, the easiest like bet that I think has like, that is just kind of a, a bit of a misprice um, as far as those. And then, uh, if you get Rupe Hintz shot prop, I really like that a lot. I think that he's, you know, in a really good spot against Tampa. They're going to be like, they're playing for their lives. They're going to be playing him a whole bunch. Um, and he's been shooting a lot more as of late and really kind of the trigger guy for them. So those two are probably real strong. Um, and then uh, yeah, I definitely agree with Sveshnikov quite a bit. That That's real good. And then posture knock over as well. I don't I mean, three and a half. Like I think three and a half over is, is super good. Okay. Um, and I'll give you a couple you know, two, uh, two slight home favorites in the Rangers and the Capitals. Uh, give me those two teams on the money line here. Um, you can parlay them together, get some nice value if you want, or just bet them solo and still, you know, basically double your money on them. So uh, I think those two are real nice uh, home ice advantage bets on teams that I just think are playing better right now than their opponents. So um, that all seems like a big bonus to me. Uh, DFS. Um Let's just parlay one of those right away in the Washington first line. Kenny Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson still in that first line, baby. I think this game, you know, like, again, these games have gone way over in the past. Even if, uh, well, I guess I'm assuming Ovechkin's out with Tom Wilson being on the top power play. But pairing them up with Daniel Sprong, like, it's a ton of value. It lets you play, you know, the, the Matthews, the McDavid's, and still feel the team. So I just, I really think that that's a great way to unlock some value and that people might overlook it just because Vegas doesn't quite have this game, you know, where I think it should be at six and a half. Yeah. I, I think um, just kind of almost building an entire line about the, the more I'm thinking about it is to take that Florida stack that I mentioned in, in Bennett, Huberto, Tippett, which like I mentioned, it, it's a bit point chasey, but it's real, real good. Um, and maybe pairing that with, Austin Matthews, I don't know if you could get Marner and Morgan Riley, but Morgan Riley is also a real, real good value here. Um, he is uh, 4,700 on DraftKings. 
Now, if you do all of that and you throw in our boy, Uko Pekalukanen, saying that well, I didn't play Boston, you know, that leaves you 43 defense utility. You could definitely get um, Pulak and another. Maybe you think I like the Flyers and you say, you know what? I like the Flyers. I'm going to take power play to 20-ish, 25 minutes a night, Travis Sanheim. I have 4,900 left. That's going to get me, building you an entire lineup. Look how nice I am. Uh, oof. Mm, eh. Stuck. <laughs> Never <All> mind. Right. <laughs> well, th- thank you, DJ, for your, uh, your trip there. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've mentioned a lot of stacks, I think, that I do like. Um, I will stick to the... Um, I'll stick to the script and go with the Calgary top line in their upset over Edmonton. Um, I think Monaghan, Goudreau, and Mondrapani do get it done. Correlate them up with Mark Giordano for that classic guy who's in there who could easily get multiple points, could get the blocks bonus, and from time to time even gets a shot bonus, oddly enough. So um, give me that little four-man stack in some big field tournaments. I think it has a lot of upside. So... What else you got for me, Deej? Anything before we go? Um, yeah, I guess last note of anything else. Um, NFL draft tomorrow. We're in the brown stuff. If you want to join me in the NFL draft drinking game, please oh, yeah. check me out on Twitter at DJ underscore Mitchell94. I built a template on Excel that I could just send you and you can edit all you want. You can add trades, you can do whatever you want. It really is just about getting the player with the pick right. So if you get, let's just say, for example, you think Trevor Lawrence is going to go three because you're an idiot. Then Trevor <laughs> Lawrence goes number one. Like everyone knows you would take two, two sips of your drink or two seconds, however you want to play. It's really just for fun. Um, I, I, I get nothing for that. I did this all on my own. It's just a fun little thing. So why not? I'll just kind of pitch it here. So if you like drinking beer or really anything, drink whatever you want, you could drink water for all I care. But if you want to make a, a mock draft tweeted at me, I'll definitely retweet them all. Um, and yeah, we'll see who kind of does the best. We'll do the total, there's a total sip tracker. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, DJ's got the, uh, got the, uh, NFL draft drinking game down pat. So, you know, I just, think I'm the only uh, one that does that. Yeah. I maybe uh, the only person. Yeah. We'll, so, uh, we'll throw this I, uh, over to, we'll throw this over the Pat Mayo, you know, we'll throw it over to him and be like, Hey boss, um, you know, you want to get DJ on the, the main show to sort of sell us, um, Sell us on some drinking games. He favored, he favored it by putting it out there yeah, originally. Hey, I'm, I'm wondering where my, my invite's just maybe. not coming yet. I maybe get lost. <laughs> I'll right, yeah, I, I bet it's coming. Um, yeah, no, uh, last thing I'll say is obviously thanks to Prize Picks, the title sponsor of the show. Just make sure you head on over there, show them Eagle show us some over. support. <laughs> under. Yes, under. Eagle McMahon to have a good round, which in the scoring is an under. Uh, very, very good. Um, and, you know, prize picks, you're, you're mixing, matching multiple sports, multiple players. Um, you know, it, it's a great time. So show both of us some support by heading over there using promo code MMN when you sign up. So with all that said, we are getting out of here. Enjoy your Thursdays, everyone. Best of luck. And we will see you.